what's up? It's Tipping the Scales. I'm your girl, Shay Dawson. And I'm Tania. Welcome back, guys. Super Man. happy to have you. It's a great place to be today, Tania. I think so. Tell um, us why. Tell us why. What do we got here today? Well, first of all, I could not ex- I could not sleep last night just with the anticipation of having the legendary Coach <laughs> Jay Wright on our pod today. Hall of so fame. Like what? Super excited. I couldn't sleep. <laughs> Mikhail kept saying, relax, relax, mom, relax. You know, coach, why are you so, he said, why are you so geeked out? You know, you know, it's coach. I'm like, (laughs) it's a special time, Mikhail, mind your business. And you've (laughs) you've evolved. You're more than a mom. You're a podcaster now. So it's a different kind of relationship right now. (laughs) Exactly. But But welcome, coach. He was always, he was always a stud, man. She was a star all before podcast time. When I was, when I was recruiting Mikhail, she was getting her MBA, graduate student here in Villanova, full-time job, superstar mom. She's always been a star at Villanova. So I'm, I'm psyched to see you guys. I watched your, I don't know if it was your first podcast, but I, one of them I saw and it, it was Yay. very, it was very cool. Yes, coach. And uh, I'm, I'm proud to be a part of it. Awesome. We love it. And I, I want to officially introduce you to my co-host who is, I call her my sister, um, she is awesome. And we met back um, when we worked at the Sixers together and just have been very close friends ever since and decided to go on this podcast journey together. And we've been loving it ever since. Yeah, we've um, been just yeah. like kids in a candy so, store. <laughs> so, Coach, this is Shay Dawson, um, hey, my coach. girl. So she is excited. I think even she loves basketball. She yeah. can talk to you about that a little bit. But she is too pumped that you're yeah, here Well, today. there's a backstory too. So Gina Charles and Gary Charles are like my mentors as well. I grew up working their tournaments. Um, and so Gina always talked about you when you came recruit on the recruiting trail at Bishop Gorman. She'd be like, Jay Wright is here. So I always know how excited she used to get to see you. So this is an awesome and full circle moment just to have you on the pod. So yeah, thank you, coach, for doing this for us. Yeah. Thank and shout out to our Alicia who has helped me put all this together. Our Alicia, we love you. We know you don't love to be on the camera. Um, although one day I'm going to have to drag her so on So give our Alicia a shout out though. What's our Alicia's, uh, her function? Like, what does she so do? I know she's she, the, the cogs of the wheels, so. I would like to, T, I would like to hear your definition of what our, our Alicia's function oh my, is. Oh our Alicia, I, I feel like she's the, she does everything. Everything. I mean, for us, you know, we're going to talk about in a little bit how, important the families are um, to the success of Villanova, like that's super important a coach. But Arlisha is just like, I believe her official title is, title is director of basketball operations, but she does everything. Mm-hmm. And she is essential, not just to the players at Villanova and to Coach Wright, but she means so much to the parents and to them, especially to the moms. Like we consider her part of our family. We all have um, like a group text going on and she's a part of that. So I love Arlisha. Um, she's everything to me. I'm she's sure everyone's she is assistant to you, coach. coach. Yes. <laughs> well, the funny the funny thing is, um, I, actually, so many, first of all, Shay, it is great to meet you finally, uh, semi in person. And <laughs> Gary Charles and Gina go back from when I was an assistant coach, my early Hofstra. days. So Gary actually... Even before I got to be the before head coach Hofstra? at Hofstra. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, when I was an assistant coach and I was learning my way, Gary kind of groomed me too because he was running the 
the Panthers the AU circuit. program and he had yeah. all the great players and I didn't know what I was. I was a young assistant <laughs> under his wing a little bit. Then we went to Hofstra and I got to know Gina real well and and, and their kids. And we actually lived um, quick, great. So my sons played baseball in the park right across the street from their house. So I would go to the game and, and I'd sneak out, go over to Gary's house, hang out with Gary and Gene. And my wife would be yelling at me, get over here and watch this game. Get over oh, here. Shout out to oh. Patty. <laughs> yes. We so love Patty. <laughs> I love that. And if, and if the listeners don't know, Gary Charles is the godfather of grassroots basketball. So look him up, Google him, and then it'll all make sense. <laughs> Very helpful context, Shay. Yes. So, so coach, I mean, there's so much we can talk to you about, but I think it's important, like every time we have someone on our pod, we love for them to talk about like where they started. I mean, like your background and just, your success speaks for itself. Like you are hands down one of the best coaches that has ever been in this game. And you're biased. You have, you're like my mom, T. You're biased. Uh, I well, listen, I was I was saying it next, but I didn't get there yet. But I'm gonna say it that you have not only helped just Mikel get to where he needs to be, but you, you know, not just from a basketball standpoint and the things he is doing on the court, but off court, like, look, we were vetting many coaches for Mikel when we were trying to decide where he wanted to be. But one of the main reasons why we collectively chose Villanova was because you help boys become men. And I think that is just incredible. The fact that you played such an important, because I was a single mom raising Mikel on my own. And I wanted Mikel to be up under someone's wing that was gonna to continue to develop him as a man and kind of carry the torch of all the work that I've been doing over the years. And when I passed that torch, man, I mean, he I'm sure he's like, you're, you're tough as hell for people who don't know. <laughs> he's, look, he has this beautiful smile. He seems to you know, <laughs> laid back, laissez-faire type, but he's a beast. <laughs> but I am just, I have so much respect for you because you have definitely helped create this amazing man that I have as a son. So thank you for that. I, I'm very appreciative of you for that. Can I tell a story about that before I? Yeah, yeah I, do I, it. I go wherever you want to go. Yes. And don't talk about my darn arms today because I'm on, <laughs> I'm, I'm on the precipice of trying to find someone. And when you start talking about my wingspan, it goes crazy. People are like, oh my God, Mikhail's We're going is there, so let's go talk. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful wingspan. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> And if not for that wingspan, Mikhail would not be where he is. Facts. And it's okay. it's attractive. It's an attractive. It's wingspan. not attractive, but okay. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> but um, I always tell this story, so I, I'm probably going to embarrass you. But I've told oh, this story so many times because it's it's the it's the classic story of what moms do, and it just happened to come out of you. But I, I never forget when we were at your house and Mikhail committed to us, verbally committed, and you started crying. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what's, I'm, I'm T, are you all right? You're right. She's, you said, I know, I know I did my job. Yeah. I know I can pass him on to you. And I feel like I can now move on and do something for myself. Yeah. And oh, coach, don't make me cry. <laughs> I know, I'm crying. 
I'm crying. Oh, Tell man. him. It's, but you, it, it was, I, I always share that with people to say like, this is what these moms do. Yeah. And this is their whole, like you gave up your whole life for 18 years and it just came out of you like right there. And yeah. it hit our staff, you know, like this, this, this is what we do. Mm. Like, this is our true responsibility. These moms pass on their, their kids to us. So you're, you're right. Like we are, we are tough on them on the court, but off the court, we try to love them up. And every decision we make, we try to make like, this is T's son. Yeah. This would be, you, you know, my kids, I, I, I got to treat them the same way as if they were my kids. And a lot of that comes down to holding them accountable. Like, I know you, you joked that I'm tough, but there's a lot of times you were saying to me, like, Hey, he better do better academically. Oh, this, this he says I'm tough too. Enough. So <laughs> yeah, this isn't good enough. And we, we were in, we were in that together. You know, we were, we were doing it together that you had done this for 18 years, you know, passed up job opportunities, passed up social life, passed up everything to get him where he is. And then that was the moment Like I realized, okay, now this is on me with you because you were still in it, but that, that it's not just about him being a great player, but it's about him completing his growth as a man. You could, you could only take him so far and then he's got to move away from home. So who's he going to do that with? And that was, I, that always, I mean, a lot of parents at that time say, okay, we're passing them on to you, but you were like, we were in your house. You cooked for us. We had dinner. You were all happy. And all of a sudden, when he said, I'm coming to Villanova, bam, you started crying. And I remember <laughs> down next to you, like, you all right? And that statement, like, I did my job. And, and now I'm passing on. It was so cool and so impactful to all of us. And it's something I always remember. Yes. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate you telling that story, although you have us crying. Uh, uh, but me too. Me I didn't I expect that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a, a very important um, time in my life because, you know, just all the work that it takes to just raise um, a man and, it, you know, raise a, a young boy to become a man um, on my own was is extremely difficult. And like you said, there were so many sacrifices that I just had to make that I didn't think twice about it because it was the right thing to do to set my son up for success. So now that I knew, you know, I think I was crying for so many different reasons. One, because he, you know, he did the work. Like he worked really hard to play for uh, a division one school with an elite team and mm -hmm. doing some amazing things. So he worked hard to get there um, physically and mentally, but also just in terms of a school, you know, and I told Mikhail that you know, is student athlete for a reason because student becomes is first and that he would have to be ready for the rigorous uh, demands of Villanova's program because right. it's not easy. And I had, I was just dealing with all of those things in my head to say, okay, now it's time to pass this on to, to, to coach Wright. And I knew that you were going to take care of him and one of the best decisions that uh, we've made and Mikel speaks very highly of you as well, just on ter in terms of how you really helped him be the person that he is today. And not just that, but helped him 
mentally prepare because, you know, Shay talked about it all the time on how basketball is so mental that people don't understand that. But, you know, if it wasn't for you and your program and your assistant coaches and those um, under you and Shaq getting Mikel physically ready, all the work that Mikel had to do, but there was such the hard time of transitioning, going to a place where you don't know anyone. Um, All we crossed the country in, in Phoenix and being alone and not playing your first year and going from a team like yours that a winning team to now what Shay, I think they won like what a couple games the first. Yeah, it was year. rough. It was rough in the beginning. <laughs> it but... was rough. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I love that. And um I, I wanna know when did you realize that, you know, I guess you got when did you get bit by the coaching bug? And then when did you realize like, yeah, basketball is the end result, but like that you have to, you know, accept people's children and, and really take that in and and understand that's what you got to do first before you can actually get them to do what you need them to do X and O's yeah. wise. Like what, when did it all start for you that you were? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there's so many things I, I'm 60 now and. Uh, you look good coach. Wow. Oh, T, I'm, it's I'm killing tracing me. that. Literally, I, I one of the finest coaches, I'm just going to say it in the, in the whole thing. So just do your thing, coach. They all know. They all know. <laughs> Listen, I have, to, I have to say this really quick. So. When Mikel committed to Villanova, the next day at work, they were like, oh, my God, this coach <laughs> is so beautiful. He runs down the shore. And, and so I was like, oh, my God, please do not talk about coach like that. But all the women are obsessed with coach, right? So funny. So, it's true, coach. So, but don't make, but Patty, we know he's yours, so we don't want any problems. Um, that's but- all over now, T. That's all going down to twos now, T. It's sixty, <laughs> but I, at sixty, I try. I try to remember. I try oh, to remember that I, what I thought of, of as a player. I always yeah. try to remember that. I work hard, and I keep telling my assistants now, like, don't forget that. Like, don't mm-hmm. get so into coaching and thinking like a coach, which we have to do, that you forget what you thought like as a player. Mm-hmm. I think. You know, I don't know if I've done a lot of things well, but one of the things I've tried to do is I always keep in my mind, what did I think like as a player? And to your question, Shay, um, you know, I thought I was at Bucknell. I mean, I wasn't even at Villanova. I was at Bucknell. I thought I was going to play in the NBA. I had no chance of playing in the NBA. <laughs> but but in my mind, I didn't know that, you know. So I, I do think like every player that we have here, even though, you know, I'm experienced enough that I know who has a chance of playing the NBA and who doesn't. I still keep in my mind, he doesn't know. Yeah. And sometimes that's a good thing. Like he believes he could be an NBA player. So it's not my job to crush his dream. It's my my job to tell him the truth and what does he have to do to get there. And then at some point, you know, when they get to be a junior or senior, if they're not going to get there, really start preparing them honestly for what the next step would be. Right. And that whole process, making them understand that becoming the best man and the best person you can be is actually going to give you your best chance to be the best player and a pro. We really believe in that. And you asked me like, when did that hit me? Like I, right out of college, I worked for the Philadelphia stars. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it was a USFL football team. I worked in marketing and, 
and I, and I loved it. It was pro sports. We won the USFL championship and I got a championship ring. It was all cool. And I went to, I took a job at university of Rochester division three. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I was assistant intramural director and assistant coach and JV coach. Mm. That was my job. Mm. I made 10,000, I made $10,000 a year. And oh, wow. I got there for like two or three days. And I started working with these young kids mm. and meeting their parents and recruiting. And I was, it, it took me like three days. And I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. I love this. I love being a part of their lives. I love meeting the parents. I love being a part of the family. Yeah. And what's yeah. so crazy is now and, and I've had so much fun and just an incredible career. And it's these relationships like with Tania. I'm so proud of Mikhail. I'm so proud of Tania. I know this was not easy where he is right now, where Tania is right now was not easy on either one of them. Yes. And tell everybody because <laughs> to be a part, just to be a part of that. And to when we look each other in the eye, we know we know what we went through. And we know where we are now and we share that forever. I love that about coaching. What's really changing now, and it's not a bad thing. It's just the evolution of the game has gotten so big and there's so much money in it that basketball at this level now, college is closer to pro basketball than it is to to high school basketball where – Rightfully so. There's so much opportunity for these guys to make money now while they're in college. And we've got to work on that. And they're really making college decisions now yeah. based on where can I make the most money. And when, as when Tania made her decision with Mikhail, Mikhail did it was, where am I going to, where's the chance I can grow into a man? Where's the chance I'm going to get the best education? And where is the chance that um, I can be the best basketball player I can be. If it's an NBA player, it is. If it's not, it's not. Now it's become such a business. It's it's now like I don't care as much if I get my education. I want to get to be a pro. And if I get my education along the line, fine. If I don't, maybe I'll come back and get it later. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, yeah. it's just where it's evolved. It's just, yeah. it's different for me now because I really got into it because I love the relationship of guys, we Shay, every guy that's come to school here, every guy that hasn't left early for the NBA has got his degree on time yes. for you. Yeah, that's 100%. amazing. Yes. That is amazing. And I could, and the guys a, that, that have university. left have come back. Huge. Yeah. And guys yeah. have left have come back. Like Tania, this this uh next week coming up, Malik Wayans is gonna walk in our senior night. After playing in the NBA, playing, he came back, he's finished his degree. That is like, awesome. That's what I love about it. And that's what got me the bug to answer your question. Yeah. Like and that. I was going to say, just um, for me, I told Mikel, because of course, you know, you you have players who really aspire to play in the NBA. And that's what they're playing college ball to help prepare them to get to the next level. But I told Mikel, like, our deal is like, look, I'm going to support you on your path to make it to the NBA. Um, but Mikhail is just so focused on the moment, like right now, like what can I do to be the best um, college basketball player I can be? But at the same time, I said, Mikhail, I need you to get me that degree, buddy. Like that's going to mean more to me than anything else. 
Because yeah. that was important because it took me forever to get my undergrad degree. Like I talked about it previously, but yeah. I had to take one class at a time to get it done because I was trying to climb the corporate ladder at work. Yep. I was staying home, raising the sun, and I was trying to balance all of these things, but my education was important. So although it felt like it took a decade to, to get it done, I made sure to complete it. So, But it, I wanted Mikkel to experience the college life because it was very much different for me being a mom in school mm -hmm. simultaneously. So I'm so happy that Villanova has had the success that they've had and 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 most of their their athletes getting their degrees, which is important because you got to have a fallback plan and we'll get to that. But shout out to just Villanova and their program to 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 show those guys and and women in the program as well that your degree is important and is something that you can fall back on once your once your MBA career or your professional basketball career ends. Yeah. So thank you for that, Coach. Um, you mentioned, well, I, oh, go ahead. Well, I, I would like to say it, it comes, you know, you, you're thanking Villanova and I appreciate that, but we, we find the people that want what we want for our players. Yes, yeah, like go there. You, yes. You, yes. you, you know, a... it's not like we can't convince, we can't go into a home and say, look, you should value your son's education and you should value his growth as a man and want him to be a great player. We, we can't, we have to find someone that already yes. values that. And T, you know, you stay in touch with all of our moms. We've been so blessed here to find those people, you know, even, I mean, our latest, our latest guy that went early for the NBA was Jeremiah Robinson Earl. But the year before that, Sadiq Bay, you know, his mom, Sadiq Joanna. Bay. Love yeah. Love yeah. Sadiq Bay left after a sophomore year. We literally had to have a, a family meeting discussion with Joanna and Sadiq. And no one has these discussions. But Joanna was like, I, I don't want him to leave. I, I want him to get his degree first. And I'm like, but he's going to be a first round pick. <laughs> right. <laughs> he might not. She's like, I know, but I know this is tough, but I, I want him to get his degree. And we, and we had to go back and forth. Like he literally almost came back as a first round pick. Because they both wanted a degree. Now, business-wise, he just couldn't do it. But he'll finish. That's the parents. It. Like and That's the way it. you are, T. And that's the way our parents are. And we're just blessed to have those kind of parents. Yeah. And I'm blessed just to be able to be part of the extended family of Villanova. Because some of my best friends now are moms that I met at Villanova. And Sandra Brunson and Robin. Like they'll, Those are like my sisters. I call them for yeah. advice. Um, on a I regular. Um, and those are just people that. who, uh, Robin Booth it is, so Phil Booth's mom. And they are like my sisters and all of us, all the moms, like we all stay in touch. So I wanted to ask you, because I think what you do is just so unique and it has to be challenging at the same time. If you can talk a little bit about like, what is your process when you are vetting players to come play for Villanova? Because all the players are just good people and they come from great families. And it's, it has to be a technique to what you're doing to get that secret sauce. So how do you, what are you looking for in, in players? Because I think you have just some really outstanding guys who are good men on the court and off the court. So how do you go about that? It is, it's a really difficult process and it, it's uh 
You make it look easy. It's really difficult mm-hmm. on our assistant coaches nah. because, you know, like Shay, you know, you know, at, at, at overtime, you know, there's a lot of great players out there and you, yeah. and, and, you know, since, especially since we've had success, a lot of great players think they want to come to Villanova, but what we really do, we, I've identified the talented players first and our assistants work hard at getting to know their families and their inner circles. You know, sometimes it's, it's, it's a family member. Some, a lot of times it's family members. Sometimes it's a coach they're close to. Sometimes it's an agent, you know, it's, there's so many people around them. And we try to determine, do these people want the same goals for their son or this young player as we do? You know, we want them to be the best student, the best man, and the best player they can be. And we really believe if they're the best student and the best man, it'll actually help them be the best player. We believe that. Now, again, we can go say that to you, but if you don't, if you don't believe it, when tough times hit, and T, you know, we went through this, you know, freshman year, Mikhail, you know, he's 160 pounds. He's getting killed. I'm like, I was worried about him getting hurt. You know, we had to sit down, um, you know, with, with Tania and, and, and we had to say like, look, I, I think he should redshirt. Like we got to spend all this extra time yeah. getting him stronger. He's going to be good, but if he doesn't get physically stronger, we got to take extra time to get them there. Um, you know, if someone's not committed to the process and, and we said like, you know, it's going to give him more time to get his degree. It's going to, we can concentrate on academics. If someone's not interested in that, it, 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 you, you can't make them do it. Mm. So mm-hmm. we really, we really vet the people around the player because the player at the time he makes a decision 16, 17, he's thinking basketball and yep. he's yeah. just young. Yeah. But when things get tough, he's going to go to his family. And if his family doesn't want the same things for him that we do, it's not going to work. Preach. So, and that's why you, that's why you see that T with, that's why you're friends with all the moms. Cause they're all just like, they're like you, mm-hmm. you know, or they wouldn't pick Villanova. And we tell them sometimes this is why I say it's tough on our assistants. We get to know the kid, we get to know the family and they say we want Villanova and they say they they want it because they want their kid to turn out like a Mikhail Bridges. But we know they don't understand what it's going to take. So we have to say, like, it might not be the best place for you. And people think we're crazy. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes somebody will call us with a one and done guy. They're like, yo, my guy will come in there. He'll start for you. He's good enough to play right away. He'll be out of there and in the league in a year. And they're right. But he's not going to be committed to academics and being a part of something bigger than himself and grown as a man. And that's going to affect all the other guys. So all the other parents that are expecting us to bring in guys that are good students, good men, good players, it's not fair to them. Mm-hmm. So we sometimes say like, we can't, we can't do this. And people think we're crazy, but our commitment is really to the guys that are in the program and to the families that are in the program. So anybody that we bring in from the outside has got to fit that culture. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, I mean, if you are listening and just break that whole part down. So and to piggyback off that, talk about your system. So I understand I was reading a book called Atomic Habits and you can have goals, which are great. But if your systems don't aren't processed to really help you reach that goal, you can't achieve anything. So let's talk about like your system within your coaching staff, your meetings, your expectations that you communicate clearly to athletes, to coaches, 
how does all of that play into the success of winning? Because I'm sure the goal is the championship, but you don't focus on the championship. You focus on the system. How are we um, developing our players? Your red shirt um, pedigree that you have, all your red shirts usually go to the league and they're really great. And I'm sure the NBA is like, okay, they came from Villanova. I know they're going to do this, 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 and this. Like, can you talk about the systems that you have in place that help you help you be successful at uh, Villanova? That, that's a great question, Shay, because that is, that's what we're about here. And again, as to, to T's question about how do we vet out the, the recruits? It's do, do they, do they want to be a part of a process? Do they process. understand mm-hmm. that, um, that th- this just doesn't happen overnight? Like you yeah. could, you could bring a one and done guy in that is, he's going to be one and done no matter where he goes. Yeah. And you could just put him onto this campus and he's going to be one and done because he's just talented. But is he going to be, is he going to want to get better every day? Is he going to want to work hard to be the best student he can be? So the process, like we don't really, we never talk about winning championships. That's and until and mm-hmm. he'll tell you in our practice facility where we practice yeah. on the court, like on the outside, you know, when you come in, you know, there's, Mikhail is national player of the year at, you know, all the, there's a captain and this and that. Yeah. All that there. But when you walk onto the practice court, there's no NBA jerseys. There's no um, championship banners. There's no nothing on the walls. Just say, play hard, play together, play smart, play with pride. Mm. And it behind that's each amazing. basket is the word attitude. And that's it. There's nothing else on the walls. Like we see all these other programs, they got their pro players jerseys. They got because mm-hmm. we want our guys to come in every day and be here now. We talk about that all we can control is what we do today. We control our effort today. We control our attitude today. That's it. And so each day we want to come in, give our best effort to play hard, together, smart, and with pride. And then we want to create habits. And this is to your point, Shay. Yeah. It says on the, on the, before they walk, before they walk in, now there's nothing else on the walls on the inside. Before they walk in, it says, <laughs> we practice to create habits that will make us successful in the most difficult situations. So our guys awesome. know when I'm they done. come into practice, awesome. that if you're on the first team, yeah. you were wearing a away jersey. On the scoreboard, you're the visitor. And every call in practice is, if it's a 50-50 call, it's going against you if you're on the first team and that is to prepare habits. And we practice what we call attitude habits where in practice, you're on the first team. And if they make a bad call against you and you complain in practice, it's a point for the other teams to attitude point, because we don't want to wait for them to get into a game. We're playing, you know, at UCLA in front of 18,000 and we get a bad call and we say to them like, Hey, come on attitude, have a good attitude. If we didn't practice that every single day, when you're under the most pressure, you're going to respond to your habits. Mm. So everything we do is to create those habits to make us successful when we're in the most difficult situation. So we don't have to think, we just react and we resort to our habits. Yeah, I love that. Amazing. I mean, it's it's so profound because it really just shows that the work that they have to put in and understanding like all these things they get to take with them outside of basketball, outside 
uh, you know, that they can inject in, because you have a lot of different players to, from different ranges. Some are going to go into the workforce, some are going to play professionally, but all those nuggets that you just talked about, they can take with them that's going to help shape them to be professionals, to be executives, to be men. Like these are all things to be good teammates, because I talk about all the time, and this is something that I stress upon our executive team about how important it is to be a good which I call the, you know, the ideal team player. Like you have to be able to have a cohesive team. And if you don't, everything else fails. So those things, and I love when you talk about it because I'm like, I want to hire those type of people to yeah. come work for an organization because right. they get it. And that does not come um, easy to some people yeah. because right. some folks lead by their egos and they're not, they, they lack humility. And I know that's something that Villanova teaches and that not just as a, a, as an athlete, but just as a student, that you have to be humble. That is so important. So you know what's amazing? I love see? it. And you, I know you're in human resources and a leader. And Shay, you're you're a leader at overtime with leading people. This just recently, in the last two or three years, I've re, I've realized like this is the the young people today. You know, with social media and, and the 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 me the me. Um, look at me, <laughs> the me society, you know, just, yeah. you know, how showing what I'm doing and, yeah. and I get it and getting followers and attention from me. We literally now have, um, I wouldn't call them seminars, but you know how we do our team meetings and we talk about life and we talk about how your habits and your characteristics here in basketball are going to help you in, in the real world. Yeah. We are starting to talk to these guys and try to sell them, literally sell them on the fact of team concepts, mm -hmm. being a part of something bigger than yourself, that it can actually make you your best person as an individual if you actually think of others and think about how your actions impact others. And I say this, and I know it's normal to us three, but these kids now at 18 years old, they never heard that. Like when we got Mikhail, it was the craziest thing. Like, you know, I'd go watch him play and they used to people Shay, he played for a good high school team, not a great high school team, but a well coached team. And Mikhail yeah, was yeah. the best player. Yeah. And everybody would play him box and one. And they would just deny him, let the other guy shoot. And the coach, people would kill his coach. And they would say, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't get Mikhail any shots. And we were saying, wait a minute. This kid can't get the ball because the other team, all they're trying to do is keep him from getting the ball. So he gets offensive rebounds. He defends. He cuts without the ball. So then Mikhail comes here and he's playing with Josh Hart, Jalen Brunson, Archie, all these NBA guys. He's He fits in immediately because he knows how to play without the ball and he knows how to be a good teammate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he, he immediately fits in. Whereas – these and he was taught how I think his high school coach was awesome. He yeah. was taught how to play as a good teammate. He was taught he was taught how to be a part of a team. Yeah. And these kids now, it's not their fault. No one ever told them that, look, if you if we do something for you, it impacts the other 11, 12 guys on the team. If you do something, you're representing all these other people. So if it's positive, you can impact people positively. If it's negative, you're impacting all of us. 
and you're a good person and I know that matters to you. No, they never heard it. So we're actually talking to them. We're teaching them like, look, this is actually a concept you should think about. We're not even telling them you have to do it. We're saying, you're smart. Start thinking about the fact that if I think about others and I think about how my actions impact others, it actually might make me better as a person. And most of them, actually, they're smart. They go, makes a lot of sense. right? Yeah, yeah but they never heard stuff. it. Yeah, they never heard it. Wow. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. So, so in that, do you like when you're recruiting a point guard for your team, a backup, right? Like after you, like you have to think about classes ahead. Like, yeah. How do you decide what type of game that person has to have for your systems at Villanova and how you construct your, your teams? Like what's your thought process on that? Like I, we talked to Jalen Brunson on here and he gave us great insight to what he wanted, but what he knew he needed. Right. Mm -hmm. And he knew he needed yeah. a coach like you to kind of um, hold him accountable as a person who had been, you know, highly touted for a long time. McDonald's All-American and all of that. Um, but, you know, he know he had to work with you and and he thought he could never uh, he said he could never just like exhale because it was always like, OK, we're, we're pushing. The What's limit. next? So, like, how do you think yeah. about individual players in those positions? You know what I mean? Like, I think there's a thought so process funny. to that, too. <laughs> It's so funny you just said that because we just had a current player on our team who's doing great and he's getting better and better and better every day. And his father just said to me, nothing's ever enough for you. <laughs> That's cool. But then he said, but then he said, but, but I, later in the conversation, he's like, I want my son to be a pro. Exactly. I'm like, well, we can't have it both ways. Like we can't just like stop and say like, all right, this is it. This is as far as we're going. Right. Like we got to keep getting better every day right. if you want to. But, um, and, and it goes to your question, Shay, and it, it's, it really is the answer to your question. And I, 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 I'm not trying to be uh, politically correct about this, but we truly, as I said to T, when we're vetting parents, we truly get intelligent people. Uh, it doesn't matter if they have their doctorate, their master's degree, as we all know, there's a, there's a lot of people, especially family members who didn't get the opportunity to go to college, but they're very, very intelligent. And emotionally yeah. intelligent too, right? Yeah. Like Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Even absolutely. more so, even yeah. more so, Shay. Yes. Right. Where they get that it is a process. And, and when we're recruiting them, like we, we, we're looking to see, will they understand, um, you know, I'll use Mikhail as an example. Will he understand that he, we didn't say we were going to redshirt him. But we, we, we said, we're looking at this kid. He's pretty skinny. Like, I, I get a great story. How about this, T? Josh Hart. We, you know, we all know these kids as ki a little kid, as, you know, as 17, 16-year-old Shay. Now you see them. They're men. Josh Hart. Josh, Josh Hart's married. got his own podcast, T. I'm on his podcast, and he's he's pouring me a glass of wine and telling me about Napa Valley. I'm like, come on, man. Excuse me, Josh. I just have to go to back to get to class and, yeah, tell me about golf. And I, I put the golf You're club like, in here for the first time. You didn't even know how to hold it. Yeah. It's beautiful. It, it's it is, crazy. It's, you know, it's like a proud parent. It, it, it makes is. you so proud. Yeah. But I was on Josh's podcast and we told this story how Josh was the star. Mikhail got here and Josh was the killer, mm -hmm. absolute killer. And Mikhail would compete, always would compete, but he was so skinny. And as a freshman, 
Josh would kill him, like score on him three, four times. But Mikhail was so long, every once in a while, Josh would go up and Mikhail would just, with his length, block his shot and embarrass Josh. And Josh was so competitive, Mikhail would block his shot, go down on the break, and he, Josh would be chasing him down like a mad dog. And we knew what was going to happen. And we would say, it would be like, no, no, Josh, don't do it. Don't. And he would just crush Mikhail, just crush him, knock him to the floor, go into the wall. And we'd be like, Josh, come on, man. You can't. And Mikhail would just pop right up. But he would never. That's right, never son. Bother. Don't you dare let them try to let that big, try to let. Josh, I'm going to have a conversation with you after this. Josh, you, we, we got to no. get you on here, Josh. <laughs> you got to ask him. He would do it all the time, literally. <laughs> Because, and he couldn't control himself. As soon as he would do it, he'd feel bad. But And I would get him aside. I'm like, Josh, come on, man. He's like 165 pounds. And you, you're going to kill him. You can't. And But but then they, you know, a year later, he gets stronger now. And now it's a battle. But Now was, what, Josh, huh? Yeah. 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 And he's so proud of Let's him. Let's bring it on now, boo. <laughs> and now Josh takes responsibility for him too. Like, oh, that's my boy. That's my young boy. I, yeah, I like I, I, I they're I, like I, brothers. They're all like they all consider themselves brothers they too. Do. And it I is. think that's the special we, part of we, Villanova. It is, and we we have to. You got to have people to your to your question, Shay, about fitting them in. You got to say you can't tell exactly where everybody's going to fit in, but you you got to say like we're recruiting Mikael Bridges. Hey, if he comes in and he's good enough and he's he's thin and he can still battle, hey, he's playing. But we got to know there's a possibility he could come in here and be too skinny and get knocked around. We might have to register him. How are they going to react to this? Right. Are, are there is are his people going to be smart enough to understand? Mm-hmm. It's just strength. He just needs a year to get stronger. Yeah. He's going to be fine. Or are their ego is going to be such that they're going to be like, well, not my son, where, where your ego gets in the way of your intelligence. Yeah. So we got to we got to find those people. And we really do. Even Jalen Brunson. Well, I don't know if he told you, but everybody in the country told him you're going to start. And and we had Ryan Archidiak and it was our starting point. We weren't sure we were going to be able to start him or not. And we didn't say you're going to start. So yeah. we had to say, like, is this guy smart enough to know if I get in there and I compete and start good? Dante DiVincenzo, Dante DiVincenzo, the first round pick, Love never started here. Yeah, but he's he's smart enough to know I'm getting better. I'm in a good spot. Not my ego is not going to get involved here. I'm going to use my intelligence. So we have been blessed to have really intelligent people that we're we're working with. But yeah. I would, to that to that end point of Divincenzo too. When he did play, he was very effective. So again, I think also Huge. that's to your choosing of like when you get in there. These are not um, charity moments. These are. I need oh, yeah. you to get in there. I need you to get 10. I need you to get a rebound. I need you get... And knowing your role and being able to turn it on, knowing you're not starting, but you know you have that role where you need to come in and give X amount of um, output in order to be seen, right? To fill yourself up, to say, like, I'm, yeah. I'm contributing to the team, but also enough to show the scouts and everybody that you're good enough to play in the league. I think that's also a credit to the system that, that you're creating. Or that 100%. You've created. Well, you know what, yeah. that, that gives me a, it gets me to a, an interesting point that's unique here that, you know, I don't know, times are changing. I don't know how long this is still going to work, but <laughs> we're very, we, we use a saying, the greatest gift we can give you is the truth, mm-hmm. especially in this world of basketball. Because everybody, you know, these guys, even more than when Mikhail came out and you guys came out, like 
these guys now they're coming in, they're making money when they come in, you know, rightfully so. So they're, there's so much more hype. There's so much more ego involved. And yeah. yeah. We have to change how we approach it. But yes, yes, it's definitely a So we've always process. said to Another the guys, dynamic. Look, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've always said to the guys, look, we're not going to play you. You're not going to get playing time here just because we want to make you happy or because we recruited you. When you get playing time here, you're going to know you earned it. And you're going to know that we've determined that your teammates can trust you and that they've been through practice with you where they know. And that was kind of the thing with Mikhail. We're like, I do 165 pounds. When he gets out on court this year as a freshman, they're going to be worried. Like he's getting knocked around in practice. Is he going to get knocked around right now while we're playing, you know, UCLA or Kentucky or so it's not fair to the guys that are playing. So when you do get out there, you have earned that right. And everybody in the court knows you earned it Mm -hmm. and they know that, you're good enough and you know you earned it exactly it wasn't just given to you because we recruited you you earned it yeah so that's a that's a big thing to your point dante knew like he's killing in practice when he steps on the floor everyone on the floor has got confidence you know he scored like what, what was it t like 39 or something in the national championship game oh yeah he that was i think that game helped him for the folks that were seeing the scouts like oh my God, like this dude is an NBA player and that game changes life. I say that all the time. Yeah. That, that game and his attitude changes life. coming off the bench. Like yeah. that exactly. attitude being like, exactly. I don't care if I start or not. When I go out there, I'm baking a cake. Like I'm baking all these exactly. people out here. You know what and I mean? I'm going like, to make an impact. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree, Shai. And his teammates, like you, if you know, like the whole world was like, oh my God, national championship game. Guy doesn't even start, scores 39. You Nobody on our team was surprised. Right. Nobody. Right. Because they yeah. see it every day. And and it's Dante great. had the confidence because, you know, we talked about in our program, it doesn't matter whether you start or or it's what you do every day. Like you, yep. you know every day in practice, you're creating habits that are going to make you successful. You know you're bringing a great work ethic, great attitude every day. You, you're ready. And if you're on the court for us, that means everyone's got confidence in you. And um, he was, he was a great example of that, of, of that, that process, you know, that we talked about and, yeah. all, you know, all the guy, Mikhail did the, did the same thing that they, they all do that. And I really look at it like we are blessed. That's why we have our mother's organization. We yeah. are, you know, we always thank the moms because if the moms don't back you, it's not happening. The players yeah. aren't going to trust you if the moms don't back you. And I'm, I'm not dumb enough to think. If I'm telling this guy something and his mom's not saying, listen to Jay, it's not happening. It's they'll, not they'll working. Polite. They'll mm-hmm. be polite, but they're not going to believe in what we're saying. Yep. Yeah. And so that's why we thank our moms. We have our mom's group and we thank our moms every year because if not for the moms and and because the, the kids know sometimes the dads can get crazy. They're just basketball nuts. Yeah. <laughs> we have the to be the ones that. The moms are about the heart. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And and, and, and 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 give that balance too. Like you're showing love, you have expectations, but you know, we still want to make sure because I look, I used to tell Mikel exactly what you said. I said, when you get on the court, make the best of it. Like show coach that you deserve to be out there. And at some point you're going to get your time to shine and you're going to get your opportunity to start. But who cares about that? But when you step on that court, make them know who you are. And it's the same. 
conversations that I had with him when he was in college, the same conversations that I'm having him with him in the NBA. But I would be remorse. I know like your time is limited. So I have to make sure I do a few things before you go. One, I have to just um, thank the moms. Um, we have to actually have our mom's brunch uh, on, on Saturday. So I'm really excited about that. Um, we're going to bring some moms on our pod to just talk about the Villanova experience because they're mm -hmm. a huge part of the program. And speaking of a wonderful mom, I have to give a shout out to Patty. Patty is amazing. And she is always an inspiration to us moms, you know, being a mom, being a wife of a of, uh, of a of a coach, which is not easy. I always and, say head assistant coach. Yep, she is like coach. she's she's no joke. <laughs> and she's she's definitely has contributed to the overall success of the of program. The program. Mm. So shout out Thank to Patty. You. We love you, Patty. Cheers shout out to Patty. Um, Can't wait to meet you. Yeah. So Cheers. that's Cheers. super important. Coaches, to me. the longer we do this, the more I realize coach's wife is the worst job in the world. It is like you just thankless. Get, thankless. It is it's like hard. you it's get hard. all the bad sides of us. Like we have right. to ask act positive in front of everybody else. And then we come home and who do we complain to? Patty. It's, yeah. it's, you know, she look at me sometimes like, like you don't like where, or or you give all your energy to everybody else. You're exhausted. She comes home and you're like, where? Patty needs a psychology. You give, you give <laughs> everything to everybody else. Now I'm home and you're dead, you know? And, um, and, and then same thing with like giving me, giving me, um, uh, perspective, you know, yeah. keeping me, keeping me humble when you are having success and like, you know, it's still about the family first, you know, and, my girl Patty's going through a tough time. We just had to put Moses down. Oh, no. Yeah. Moses. We love our we fur babies. Moses <laughs> and Rosie within the last two months. And oh, Patty. No. So here's a great coach's wife. Here's a great coach's wife story. Aww. We have an old golden retriever, and we've been taking care of Patty takes care of him, and we love him. And we just lost our other golden retriever. And, and so Sonny's still, still going strong. Sonny's still going strong. He's in Phoenix with Mikel. I miss him. I was just tearing up uh, talking to him on FaceTime. So I got to get back out there so I can see him. <laughs> <laughs> when I recruited Mikel, we talked about our dogs as much as we talked about basketball. But so I'm, we're waiting and Moses is, is getting old. You know, we're going to have to put him down. And we go to play at St. John's the other night. Of course, when I leave to go to St. John's, she's got to take him 75 pounds, get him in a car by himself. She's Aww. putting him down. I'm on the phone. She's by herself with him. But it's like typical coach's mom. Like everyone leaves. She's got to take care of everything, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm up in New York and she's got to do it all by herself. That's coach's mom. Yeah, we coach's love you, wife. Patty. Yeah, we love you, You Patty. are... And she's a mom too. So that's still, that's another layer. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So thank you, Patty. A mom and then moms to other people's kids as well. Exactly. exactly. Right. Exactly. So hosting but, and all that stuff, which is like, that's right. so important to the, to the program. Cause I know I love that. My Essential. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, but before we let you go coach, because you have, we have just so many athletes out there who aspire and they want to play at the collegiate level. They're doing all this work. They want to make it, they want to play professionally. Mm. And when they get advice from someone like you, it just, it goes such a long way. So before you go, maybe you could just take us home with what advice do you have for athletes who either want to play at the collegiate level, or if their goal is to be a professional athlete, what can, what advice do you have for them that will help them um, just put some more tools in their tool belt? I think I, I I would 
I would have to say there's a number of things I'd like to share with them, but run your own race. Mm. You know, be the best that you can be every day and don't compare yourself to someone else that you think is ahead of you or even someone that's behind you Mm. that you think you're better than them. You know, if you think you're better than somebody, remain humble and hungry to keep getting better. If, if, if you see someone surpassing you, don't, don't let your ego get in the way. You know, ego is, is really ego is the enemy. You want to, you want to, you want to make sure that you just stay on your journey every day. You control your effort every day. Are you putting out your best effort every day? And you're approaching each day with a great attitude. If you can do that every day, you know, we just had our hall of fame here. Um, T, you know, Mikhail will be inducted when he's, when he's done playing, but um, (laughs) you know, it's interesting. Every it's, it's an athlete from each sport and every one of them gets up and they don't, they don't talk about championship. They won get, they talk about failures. They had tough times they had and how they overcame that to be successful. So that's why I say, run your own journey gets, you, you get, you get some tough times, just keep grinding every day and just ask yourself at the end of the day, did I give my best effort today? Did I have a great attitude today? And if you didn't just be honest with yourself next day, best effort I can give best attitude I can have. That's what I control. Awesome. Love that. Well, thank you, coach. We appreciate all of your time. We know how busy you are. I will be there on Saturday to see the guys play and have you lead uh, Marquette. I think you guys play on Saturday. That was Seton Hall. Hall. Okay. Seton Hall. So I will be there in the stands cheering for you and those guys. Um, But you are just a legend and you are a phenomenal coach. Um, So thank you for all that you've done and that you're continuing to do for the program. I want to thank you guys. And I get some, uh, I get some street cred back home with my wife and daughter who, who are all about this. And, you know, um, I guess some strong, intelligent women that run that run our family. Awesome. Not, I love and it. you know I got a strong, intelligent one that runs the basketball program here in Arlesia. So I'm proud love of you, you guys yeah. and your podcast. And Thank um, you. Shay, great to meet you. Keep it rolling. Great to meet you. Thank and you. And T, you know how proud we all are of you and how much we love you. Thank you, Coach. Have a great day. We appreciate you. See you guys. Bees up.